my swing. Did you like it? It's pretty good, right? I mean, we saw that swing. <laughs> Blitzball. Both of ours. Come on, man. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome back to another PPP. We're winding down. There's only five left. Can you believe it? Mm. I certainly can't. How are you feeling, Jerry? I feel good, man. We are going to be talking about Dom Smith today. My boy. I love Dom Smith as a as a human being, as a player. Um, we'll talk a little bit about it now, but let's, you know, I, I think he is a really, really talented baseball player. I do too. I do. I Dom frustrates me because I like him so much. Dom became my favorite New York Met in 2020. He had a very emotional press conference that a lot of us remember. I think that um, 2019 was a really hard year for him because he played really well and got injured and came back for the last game of the season, had that tear jerking walk off where it felt like the prelude to great things to come from the Mets. And then 2021 rolled around and Dom Smith was just not the same player that we had gotten to know over the past two years. But I still believe that old Dom is in there somewhere. There are things that'll be in his way in 2022, but that's the kind of adversity you need to face if you're going to be a successful big leaguer. It's a huge year for Dom. This is... um, I want to be positive on Dom because we had had the Robbie Cano episode that felt like a downer. But here's the thing for me. I feel like Dom Smith is a big league first baseman starter on some team. He just doesn't have a position here. I just don't because Pete Alonso, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it, but Dom Smith had his shot at eating it up and just being the guy, right? He came up really young at in 20, he was 22 years old when he came up in 17, didn't play very well, showed his age a little bit, made some miscues. Um, and that happens. He's young. He's 22 in the big leagues. Like, you know, we were good in 17 and, and needed him and, he just made some mental errors as his defense at first base wasn't even as touted. And then he didn't hit. And then he came up uh, in 2018 and didn't play very well in 2018 either. And so the next year, it was like a make or break year for him. He came up and Pete Alonso shows up and Pete Alonso lights the world on fire, hits 53 home runs, wins the home run derby, is an all-star, gets some MVP votes. He took Dom's position. He basically took it. And so from then, Dom has been playing out of position, getting infrequent at-bats, bouncing around, playing out of position. He is not comfortable in the outfield, and he did, and it showed. He had a great 2020 offensively defensively still terrible but he went off at the plate and we were like all right you can find plate appearances for a guy like dom that can hit and then 2021 rolled around and they're like look we got this guy he's finally coming into his own and he didn't produce again from a power standpoint um coming off that amazing 2020 season he was one of the guys that really disappointed along with lindor you know, Conforto, all these guys, but this is a big chance for him as a Met to solidify it. I think he's a really good offensive hitter, but I don't know if he's going to get the opportunities that he deserves and that he needs to show how good of a baseball player he is. Yeah. I think that 
there's two things I want to know. One, his stats from last year are they're they're just brutal. I mean, uh, 244 batting average, 304 on base, which is really really low. 363 slugging, which is criminally low compared to what he did the prior two years. That's good for an 84 OPS plus, 11 homers, 20 doubles. The big thing with Dom is that the DH was a thing in the NL in 2020, and 2020 was a year where Dom lit the league on fire. A lot of people forget that Dom got MVP votes in 2020. He was that good. Deservedly finished 13th in MVP voting. That's amazing. He had a 616 slugging percentage in 2020, which is absurd. It's a galactic number that nearly put his OPS above 1.0. He had a 168 OPS plus 21 doubles, which is more than he than he had in 145 games in 2021. I think that 20 and 2021 has made people forget that Dom is a really good hitter, a really interesting hitter as well. The year in 2019 when Pete Alonso hit 53 home runs and lit the world on fire, his OPS was 941. Dom Smith in 2020 had a 993 OPS. Like absurd, better power production than a guy that hit 53 home runs from a strictly like power standpoint. Yeah. Like wild. An OPS plus of 162 or I'm sorry. 168. Yeah. Like that is an incredible output. So it's in there. Yeah. Here, here is my hope for Dom Smith. And this is what I think is best for the Mets. We talked about Robbie Cano being the DH. I think that Dom Smith should be the DH. I think he should be the DH versus lefties versus righties. Get the big chunk out of the way. Let him hit for the whole first month, maybe even two months. If you got to pinch it, JD, uh, and then JD can play because he deserves it because he rakes. But Dom Smith's ceiling is so high. I think the Mets owe it. Oh, it is a tough word for me. I think the Mets' best lineup has Dom Smith at his best in it. If, if I like the way it. that you phrased that a lot better uh, the second time around. I think that Dom Smith has so much to offer. Uh, he we le- we recently learned that Dom played with a partially torn right labrum for the entirety of last season. And whether or not you you weigh that injury causation into your perception of Dom, it's something that I really take into account because Dom just he didn't look comfortable last year. His swing was different, his follow through was different. Of course, he was getting played out of position as per usual because that's just became that became the norm. For Dom, but we mentioned it in the Cano episode that Dom is a reverse splits hitter. And that is the big thing standing in the way of him getting guaranteed DH time because he would be the guy that you would bat against righties conventionally because he's a left-handed bower bat. Um, but last season, uh 783 OPS, 312 batting average against lefties, which was which would be considered good by the standards of what his stats were last season. A thing that you brought up in a prior episode, I'm not remembering which one is that Don was a great pinch hitter last season as well. That was a role he found himself in a lot because he just wasn't playing well in the field. He batted 304 with an 819 OPS and 26 plate appearances as a pinch hitter. Dom may start in that role, which is really unfortunate because JD crushes lefties and Robinson Cano is probably going to be the guy uh, for righties, which kind of leaves Dom out of the fold here. But like I said before, Dom has a lot of adversity to face this season. He has a lot to prove this season to prove that that 2021 season was a fluke and 2020 is the real guy that he can be. So I think that Dom's not going anywhere because if he was going to get traded, I think it would have happened already. 
Um, that being said, uh, it's not going to be an easy start for Dom Smith. So that's that's where that's where it comes in for me that the fact that he is still a member of the Mets gives me hope that he will be the everyday DH. I really do believe that he I don't think he is the 2020 Dom, but I think he's somewhere close. I think he's a really good hitter. I think that's his potential is to be, you know, a, a, a really well-rounded big league hitter. I think he DHs. Uh, my hope is that he DHs for the Mets to jump and shows and balls out and hits how he can hit. They give him a chance to face lefties and righties because you talked about his reverse splits. And then he lets J, they let JD be the guy that come off the bench to face lefties. And then he works his way into some type because all three of these guys, JD, Dom, and Robbie Cano, aren't going to get the ABs that they need to be productive. And I think Dom Smith, at his age, for what he means to this organization, deserves the opportunity the crack at it first to be the, the first productive over Robbie Cano. There is one reason and that I feel that Dom Smith had such an unsuccessful 2021. And that's because his line drive percentage fell catastrophically from 2020 and 2020 Dom was hitting line drives nearly 40% of the time. And that accounts for the crazy 21 doubles that he hit in 50 games, which is almost league leading. Uh, that fell from 40% around there to 27% in 2021. And his fly ball percentage shot up from 17% in 2020 to 28.5 in 2021. Dom was getting under the ball pretty much every time that he was barreling balls. And we know that Dom Smith is not a home run hitter. That's okay. Dom would go oppo and hit for tons of doubles. And it's hard to slug over 600 when you only hit 10 home runs in 2020, but that's what Dom Smith did because he is a pure doubles hitter. And I think that that's where Dom thrives. Uh, he could still get all these extra base hits against lefties and stuff like that. He just needs to, you know, square up the ball like he was in 2020. And I do think a large contributor to why he wasn't able to do that was that partially torn right labrum that he had because he noted that he had to follow through with two hands instead of one, which is not how Dom Smith normally has followed through with his swings in the past. I'm hoping that he's fully healthy because I think that if he is, he'll work his way into the starting lineup. He'll find a way to make the Mets play him every day. Yeah, I think uh, I think the shoulder injury on top of, you know, just he, he might have already had a little bit of a down year coming off of those high expectations. We talked a little bit about like what – Josh Reddick did for the A's in right. 2012. I loved that then, analogy. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, because he came out and hit 32 home runs in a big ballpark and then expected that to be him. I think Dom might have decided that he wanted to be a, a huge power producer and changed his approach a little bit on top of the shoulder injury. And it just, he was never the same. I think Dom Smith is a really, really good baseball player. I think he will be a first baseman of the future for a team because I think he can DH here ball out and then a team will trade for him at value that he deserves because he can play first base with the best of them. And he's a good hitter against lefties and righties. That's invaluable. But for me, he can't do it with the Mets long-term because of how good Pete Alonso is and is, it has already established himself. Yeah. I, I think it's a really this might be our last season with Dom Smith. I think that the I think Mets... it will be because he'll be so good that he'll be out. Yeah. And he'll, he'll has played his way out or 
he won't get the at-bats. He won't show out. And then the, some other team will buy low on him and let him play for them. Uh, You know, we talked about the Oakland trades. I thought Oakland would snatch up a guy like Dom Smith because they see his value and how good he could be. And they traded Matt Olson and they can come in and get him. He's is he still league minimum? Dom, yeah, I don't. Yeah, know well, not league minimum, but it's going to be. Uh, he's been in arbitration. See. I'm pretty sure. No, he avoided arbitration this year. What's his salary? Three point nine five. Okay, so again, that's probably too rich for the A's blood. Yeah, insane, <laughs> of course. I mean, Dom, <laughs> that's that's a different story. Dom's a lucrative piece. He's not a free agent until 2025. I think that the Mets maybe would have traded him if there wasn't a DH because there really would have been no way to find him in, in the lineup. Because that's that. my hope for that's again, that's my hope is the Mets see the value and how good he is as, as a hitter. He is also also uh, a little bit of a of a what is it? Um, I don't know how to phrase it. I lost it. But I th- he as a as a safety valve for if Pete Alonzo gets hurt. Right. You can slide him right in because they have no other guy that can legitimately play a, a solid first base. And if you have a guy that can come off the bench, like a he's he's like a like having a defensive catcher as your backup coming up, and just like if he could come in, if heaven forbid something happened to Pete Alonso, you know, and you get a guy like Dom Smith to come in that can actually play even better defensively, that helps that amazing defensive infield be even better. And so, you know, he's a good piece to have on your team, and he deserves to get the ABs. So. For any Yankees fans listening, I, I I feel very similar to Dom to the way that I, I think Yankees fans might have felt about Luke Voigt. I think that when the Yankees got Rizzo last season and Rizzo kind of took the first baseman's job, Voigt got kind of boxed out of his spot. Obviously, this has been happening to Dom for a lot longer. I think that Luke Voigt's going to be really good for the Padres this year. I think that they, they bought low on Voigt, and I think they're going to rebuild his value. And I think that whatever team ends up getting Dom Smith at the middle of 2022 or the end of 2022 is really going to reap the benefits of this kind of player and who he's capable of being. Because Pete Alonso is just not going anywhere. It's just a fact of the Mets lineup and the uh, architecture of this roster. I do think that Dom Smith has a serious shot at rebuilding his value. And I think the Mets were wise to not sell low on Dom Smith because they know how good he's capable of being. Also, we should probably talk about what steamer thinks he'll do. Let's get, uh, let's get into the projections. Yeah. So they have him at 400 plate appearances, which is an interesting number. We'll dive into 253 batting average, 319 on base, 434 slugging. That's good for around a 107 OPS plus and 15 home runs with 52 RBIs. These are solid numbers, but I do think that Dom is capable of something beyond these numbers as well. As as a great of a projection as they gave Pete Alonso, like they every projection model had him hitting like 40 plus homers. Yeah. They're all across the board low on Dom Smith. And I don't see I, I expect him to outproduce all of these numbers if given the given the opportunity. If he gets the at bats, uh the plate appearances of over 400 like they're every everybody is projecting here. I see him producing beyond all these numbers from I think the most home run like Steamer has him at 15 home runs. That's okay. Yeah. But like his his OPS, his average, all this stuff is they're down on Dom. And I am a little bit more bullish. We uh we talked in the Cano episode about only really buying into spring training stats for guys that are really competing for spots. Dom's balling out in the spring training uh 
games right now. He's seven for 18 with two doubles, a triple, a home run, and a 1.30 OPS. So, I mean, he homered twice off Max Scherzer in the first sim game. Obviously, that was a lot of fun. But I think Dom is playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think Dom knows going into the opening day that he might not be in that lineup. He might be a bench piece starting out for the Mets this year. And I think that the great pinch hitting numbers work in his favor. I think that, you know, the depth, the depth around the Mets infield right now, he'll be able to work his way into the lineup. I think that Smith can only succeed if he gets consistent playing time. And that only happens when he becomes that everyday DH that we talked about a lot this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I I couldn't agree more. I think he does have a chip on his shoulder because he should believe in himself. I know he wants to play first base. I know he thinks he deserves it and I agree with him, but he's not going to do it as a New York Met because of how good Pete Alonso is. And so this is like um, a change of scenery kind of guy, you know, that's a cliche, but I really think that almost any other team he is going to be, a starting first baseman. And this is his chance to prove it on a team that could win the world series that uh, all arrows point toward. That's the true goal. He could be a major contributor as a DH slash first baseman, whatever the case may be as his last go round with the New York Mets, be a world series champ, and then go get your chance in another uniform to play first base every day. And so I am I am a way over on these projections as long as he gets those 400 plus plate appearances. So that is my over under my over under is nice segue. Nice. We did the, we did the Robbie Cano over under on plate appearances, or I did at three fifty. I'm going to keep that number. I took the under on Robbie Cano and I'm going to take the over on three fifty myself because I think I'm, I'm so I believe so much in the player that Dom Smith is that I think and I hope that the Mets see it and give him that deserved opportunity to play regularly versus lefties and righties to establish himself and let him run away with it healthy. I I think it's really interesting because I don't think a lot of our listeners will agree that Dom Smith is done after 2022 in New York. I think a lot of them probably view him long term and that's perfectly fine as well. I think the season goes one of three ways. Dom gets off to a torrid start and maybe the Mets deal him at the deadline in a blockbuster or something like that. Um, returns to form and he plays the whole season. Maybe he gets dealt in the offseason or he's the Dom we saw in 2021 and they sell low at some point. With all of that being said, I do think Dom breaches that 350 mark that you mentioned. I do think that the Mets give him a full season's crack. I think that somebody is bound to get injured. It is the New York Mets we're talking about, and Dom will weasel his way into this lineup one way or the other. He's too talented not to. And I think that it it would be a crime if Dom stayed on the bench the entire season as a pinch hitter, even though he's good in that role, because Dom can give you so much more than just a bench piece role. He's that kind of player. Yeah, I mean, this is, you said it before, this is kind of a make or break year for him in a lot of fronts, because if he produces like we think he will, he will make his value be over what the Mets have in their capacity as a team to give him. He underproduces, and he's not the guy that they thought he was going to be, or at least doesn't do it. He's going to get dealt because he another team will give him a chance, or he's not, you know. Uh, so I see his future as a Met being short term just because I think he's going to work his way and play his way out of a role 
that the Mets have available for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his value is going to be higher than what they need from him. Yeah. My over under is going to be a stat based one here. And oh. I, I'm looking at on base and slugging here. I'm looking at a 355 in 2019 for on base, 377 in 2020, steep drop off to 304 in 2021. Then we go to slugging, 525 in 2019, 616 in 2020, 363. In 2021, the slugging number fell off a cliff, fell off from the from one planet to the other. That's how steep drop off was. So can Dom Smith bring those slugging numbers up, become the opposite field doubles hitter that we know him all too well to be from 2019 and 2020? I'm going to set my benchmark at 450, which would be considered low from what he did in 2019 and 2020. Strictly slugging. Strictly slugging here. I thought I was going to do OPS, but the slugging is what really stands out to me because it dropped nearly 250 points from year to year, from 2020 to 2021. That is alarming to say the least. And I do think it is attributed largely to that injury. I think that he just lost his power stroke somewhere in there. So my benchmark is 450. His career average is 441 for reference. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I think we're both going to be in agreement on both these over-unders. I'm taking the over, man. I'm betting on Dom Smith as a baseball player. I think he's going to, going to be, I think 500 should have been the mark. And I still would have picked the over just because I believe in him. Let's do it. 500. I like that. I still think you go over him as well. I would go over on 450. I think I would go under on 500 just because I don't think he needs to be a 500 slugging guy to be an effective hitter. I think that get Dom to a place where his OBP is back up, he's walking more, and he's hitting for doubles, I don't think he'll ever get to that, you know, crazy mark that he had in 2020. But if Dom can breach 450 and approach 500, there's no way the Mets don't play him every day. So at a 500 slugging, I'm going to take the under, but I'm still very optimistic for what Dom Smith will do this year. Oh, man, did you talk me out of taking the O? I got to stick with my word. A 500 is a big number of slugging. It is a big number. Uh, do you want to do it at 475? We'll split the difference. This business transaction we got going I, on. Here. I want to. I want to win these. These. Oh, over-unders. I get it, man. What I, would you? Would you? 475. Take the under on 475. I like 475. I would take the under. Okay, then I'll take the over at 475. We split it. Of compromise. Perfect. Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Show awesome. ready. Look at these guys. That's what we do, man. <laughs> we're big. This is a big Dom Smith pod fan Huge. fan pod here. Huge. We're, we're stands. Um. I want him to be successful. I want him to play his way out of a New York Mets uniform because he stands in the large shadow of a polar bear. And uh, I hope he contributes to a World Series championship team and they and they let him go, you know, what is it? There's a big Peacocks thing too. I know St. Peter's just lost, but uh, you got to let the Peacocks fly. What is it? I'm a Peacock, let me fly from the other guys. Getting super poetic at the end here. I love shadow. <laughs> it's the, the opposite of poetic. What is it? The other guy's movie where Mark Wahlberg is like, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly where peacocks don't really fly. Something like that. <laughs> you don't. That's a movie reference. Probably too, too young, too old. For I'm you, not I too think. young. I'm just not a big Will Ferrell guy. I'm going to end it with that hot take right there. Okay, deal. Yeah. People yeah, are calling gonna... droves to come get right. me now.
probably. Guys, thank you for listening to the latest PPP. We're winding down in the last week here. We're really excited to start the season with you all. Uh, but we'll I'll have you tune in for tomorrow. We got big names coming up. One more combo episode in there as well. And, you know, two big arms to talk about. But our next episode will be about another DH candidate. Pretty sure you can guess who. But until then, let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Stay tuned.